0: Spectrum Health presents Journey to Mental Health, a 30 minute podcast addressing the causes and treatments of mental health issues with your host, Bob Stahura, along with Melanie White, licensed mental health clinician. Join us on our journey to mental health.
1: And here we are, another episode of Spectrum Health's Journey to Mental Health. I'm Bob Stahura, along with executive producer Sherry Mazur. Melanie White will be joining us in our next segment. Later on this segment. That's right. But today, this first segment, we have Dan Galvin from Spectrum Health, who is the director of Peer Services. Welcome, Dan. Happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about what Peer Services is at Spectrum Health.
2: Um, So the Peer Services Department is um, part of our broader clinical treatment team, um, and it is comprised of peer support specialists who have certifications from New York State um, to work on either mental health or substance use. Um, And then all of the peers also identify as people in recovery from either substance use or mental health issues, so they kind of combine their own life experiences um, with their professional training to help our clients work toward their goals, get out in the community more, connect to other resources. When we talk peers, we're talking
1: about people who have gone through mental health issues, whether it's addiction or you know other, uh, other facets of, of mental health, and they have recovered and they are now helping others go through what they've gone through successfully, yes. Exactly. Okay.
0: And they're an important part of the treatment team. They're an important member of that whole treatment modality that helps people through this recovery, too. And they occupy a little bit of a different role because of their life experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, the clients tend to respond to them very well because they can relate to the peers in a different way than they can their clinicians. Because when you're a counselor or clinician, you're kind of taught to be very judicious about disclosing things about yourself. You maintain this kind of strong professional boundary. Whereas peers, they will say, yeah, I, you know, I felt similar to how you're feeling now. I got through it. You can do it, too. I'll walk beside you while you do it. So it's just kind of a different perspective, working toward the same goals, whatever goals the clients define, but approaching it from a slightly different angle.
0: It's an interesting dynamic, too. It's You don't want to call it like a buddy system or a be a friend kind of program. But in essence, that's what it is, because you're relating to someone. Maybe they're closer in age to you. Maybe they're closer in um, life experience than you or, or some sort of other dynamic.
2: You know, I, I'm a peer as well. So I'm in, you know, recovery um, from substance use and, and mental health. And I remember early on in my recovery journey going to a support group and hearing someone tell a story that's on a very similar to mine. And and when you're struggling with mental health or substance use, a lot of the times you feel like there's something uniquely wrong with you. Um, you you feel isolated, you feel broken. So to hear a little piece of your story, at least for me, in someone what someone else is saying, to identify like, hey, I'm not alone that gave me like the little spark of hope that started me on this whole journey to recovery. So I think that's like at its core, the value that the peers bring is to say like, you're not alone. Other people have gone through similar things and they've succeeded in moving forward with their life. You can too.
0: Because you had an entirely different career path before you joined Spectrum Health as a peer.
2: Right. Yeah. I've worked in a number of fields. Um, I was a chef for, for a long time, worked in insurance, sales. I, I, di- I did a lot of different things. But eventually when I started you know in recovery this you know last time around, um, after a few years of working kind of menial jobs, I decided I wanted to use my own experiences to help some other people. I took the peer support specialist training. Ended up getting a job at Spectrum, and it's been a really cool journey ever since.
0: Now, our peer program is located in a facility that's a collaboration. It opened about a year ago, the East Buffalo Counseling Center on Maple Street in East Buffalo, Yep. in the shadow of the medical corridor adjacent to the Fruitfront community. It's a really interesting building, the fact that it's a collaboration. How does that benefit the peers by being in this environment with two other agencies?
2: Well, I mean, so the whole building is called the Kirsten-Vincent Respite and Recovery Center, and the idea is to be a place that people can go to when they're in a mental health crisis other than the emergency room. So within that building, there's a respite. Um, There'll actually be two respites soon um, where you can go stay there for a couple days, be around people that have had similar experiences, get out of whatever traumatizing or stressful environment you've been in that's led you to this mental health crisis and hopefully avoid needing to go to the emergency room. So that's operated by Recovery Options Made Easy. And then Western New York Independent Living has the renewal center in that building, which is a peer-run living room model. So it's just like a big living room and a kitchen that you can go to every day from noon to midnight. Again, just kind of get out of your environment, be around some people that understand uh, what you're going through. And then we have the East Buffalo Counseling Center in there. So we've got crisis clinicians and peers. It's a walk-in clinic. We don't need you to have insurance. Anybody that's having mental health emergency can come, talk to one of our peers, talk to one of our clinicians, hopefully de escalate, find out about some more resources in the community. And then if they're interested, link to longer-term treatment, either with Spectrum or another agency.
1: That is unique. So when someone calls, uh, how do they get linked up with the East Buffalo site as opposed to the other five locations that Spectrum Health has?
2: Yeah, so if they're interested in visiting the East Buffalo Counseling Center, they can call 716-828-1719. Or you can even just show up uh, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30, ring the doorbell. Someone will see you as soon as possible. So it's truly like a urine crisis Let's get you in front of somebody that can help as soon as possible. That's so important.
1: That's 111 Maple Street in Buffalo. And that, unfortunately, we're, we're out of time for this segment. So, Dan, I would love to have you come back because there's so much wealth of information that, um, that you're offering and that Spectrum Health offers. Thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll do this again. Okay, thanks for having me. Before we get back into uh, our s- next segment, uh, just want to mention that there's this great event going on at Mount Moriah in Buffalo on Northampton. I don't know if it's an annual thing, but it's the Chili Cook-Off. And it's all to benefit Code Blue Shelter, which if if you're not familiar with Code Blue, it's it's, it's the Erie County and City of Buffalo's organization that provides outreach, transportation, shelter, a warm meal to individuals in our community uh, who are unhoused on evenings when temperatures uh, fall below 32 degrees. It's a great organization, and so I encourage you to not only come for the Chili Cook-Off, but donations are needed for Code Blue, blankets, paper products, hats, gloves. They have a drop-off every Sunday from 1030 to 130 at Mount Moriah, 400 Northampton Street in Buffalo. And the deadline for this year is Sunday, February 25th, so that is coming up very soon. So I encourage you to bring donations to Mount Moriah, but also... Plan on attending the Chili Cookoff. It coincides with the deadline for the Code Blue donations. It's Sunday, February 25th. You can be a contestant, $20 registration fee, or you can be a taster, and it's $7. And just a side note, the tasting is $7 cash only. They're going to give away prizes for first, second, and third place. So if you want to enter, call 716-864-8162. That's 864 864- 8162 for the best chili in town we will we will see which one that is all right so now we have a very special guest heading up this chili cookoff, and it is indeed our own Melanie white you are getting an award for all of your efforts and congratulations
3: thank you thank you very much i'm so excited thank you
1: sherry tell us a little bit about this <laughs> award
0: Well, this is really special, not only for Mulaney, but also for Spectrum Health, too, as an agency. Because this is the first time that we've made application for the Buffalo Business First Idea Award, which celebrates inclusion and diversity and equity and awareness Mm -hmm. in our community and in our businesses. And Mulaney was selected as one of the award recipients this year, largely because of the work she does with our diversity committee and... Also because of the work she does in the community overall and being part of the podcast, too, which elevates all of our thoughts toward not only a workplace that respects diversity, inclusion and belonging, but also our society that is needing to evolve and keep coming along as it is. Mm -hmm. But it's all because of this woman here. And when I read your application, I mean, I think I knew you pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, we know each other from work and we've bonded over lots of things yeah. socially. We've gone to theater together. Mm-hmm. But then I learned a whole new you mm-hmm. because I learned about the you before Spectrum Health. Yes. And that's what gives your presence here on this Hope segment so, so much importance. So wind us back a few years, my friend. Tell me about the you that was you in high school.
3: Oh, boy, me in high school. Well, first, let me just say thank you so much um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And I love working with you, Bob. Um, It is such a pleasure. Uh, This is a great experience for me. Um, Sherry, your words are just so dear to my heart. Um, We have had a great relationship, and the play was awesome. I will say (laughs) that. You are a great date. Let's be clear. Um, Let's see. When I think about myself in high school, I think about... I was born in Buffalo. I was raised in D.C. My mother was in the service. Um, My father was not around, and so my mom, she did it alone, right? And so I was being raised in Maryland, but I had to go to school in D.C., which was a challenge because that was a battle most days. I didn't have much of an opportunity to do a lot of learning because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how I was going to get home. You know, on the bus, or was I going to have to walk? And I had to fight or figure it out. Um, th- throughout this duration, my mom, of course, who was working, she's in the service, she had no idea, right? Because she thought everything was good with her daughter. And so over time, she learned that it wasn't because I wound up leaving school. She couldn't understand. Of course, there was a battle. There was an emotional battle. She thought I was just being bad and being rebellious and didn't just want to listen, not realizing that there were some things happening to me that she didn't, didn't know about. My brother had left and came back to Buffalo. My grandmother and my brother were very close. So brother was upset because he didn't get things the way he wanted them. So he called grandma and he said, I want to come home. So grandma sent a plane ticket, which kind of left me alone, right? Because brother took care of me every day. We went swimming every day. He, he was my, my caregiver, my right hand. So I was by myself for some time. Um, I wound up, of course, mom wasn't really happy about that. And over time, as life went on, I wound up going to get my GED. I think I was... Um, still young adult at that time, just about to change that threshold where you have to go to get the GED because there's no more time to graduate. So I did. Smart girl, but I had limited education, so the math I couldn't pass. So because I was in fear of what I couldn't do, right, I felt less less than, instead of going to take a little piece of the exam again, Smart Laney. I took the whole test for four points. I took the whole test all over because I just didn't want to fail again. So I didn't, you know, didn't know what to do. I passed by that four points and here was my road. Right. So by then, though, I had found myself in a place of now, Okay, I'm going to school. So I think the next week I, I registered for ECC City because I knew what I wanted and I knew who I was, I just got lost in the system somewhere. Maybe it was about my father not being there, maybe it was about the lack of attention I got in school, maybe it was mom working so many hours and being a single parent, but either way, somewhere I was lost. By the time I got the GED, I wound up having my daughter and I just knew then it was time to figure it all out. I wound up working for late law school bus. I worked there as an aide, and then all of a sudden, I just decided, this is how I know that I kind of was, um, I had some greatness, and I, I knew it, but it just didn't all form out the way I wish it would have then. I see it now. Right. I was an aide, and then something said, you know what, I want to drive this bus. <laughs> so I just decided to go for the CDL, and then when I started driving the little bus, I drove the little bus for probably about two, three weeks, and then I said, I want to drive that big bus. <laughs> So I went and got my, uh, you know, so I went and got all of the the credentials I needed so that way I can go ahead and drive this big bus. You know, you got to go back um, to the DMV and do the airlock brakes and all of this different stuff. And so I did. So I'm driving for Laidlaw. My daughter's a little one. Um, Life was still a struggle there because I had to try to figure out how to get my daughter back and forth to someone to help me watch her while I was um, working. So I had to figure it out. So life circumstances weren't so great. Now, again, my mom still was on the other side of town. She was also my grandmother was here. My mother um, was coming back and forth from Washington, D.C. to Buffalo. But I was with the I was with my daughter and the daughter's father, and life wasn't so great there because we was we were kind of young, trying to figure out life still, right? And so, I had to figure out like at five in the morning how to get myself from one place to the next to get her some daycare. But all of those little things that kept coming in the way still did not stop anything. They didn't stop anything. As time went on, I found myself. Um, Again, when I got that GED, things kind of went further, right? Because then I went and I got um, a Microsoft Office certification. Um, I learned how to type. Did you have some struggles with reading and that level of education, kind
0: of getting yourself on path. Sure. How did you train yourself to be a good learner then? ECC. Did you have the
3: fire in you, you have the desire, but then you had to train your brain. ECC City, I had a daughter. Um, She was in daycare, which is what I love about ECC City campus. She was able to be there to stop my worry. Um, It taught me how to have a um, consistency as well as to do things in a fast-paced way. And I realized then that there was no going back. And it helped. It helped. Um, my mother came back to Buffalo to take care of my grandmother. Very supportive, very supportive. I love her to death. I would go home from classes to her at home with my daughter, and she would say, what's wrong? And i say, just struggling with this math. And she would sit down at the kitchen table with me, and we would do math together. Thank goodness, though, I, that I had the opportunity to try that and to be able to accept um learning those pieces, because even now as a program manager who just was, I am now a clinical director at Spectrum, and in that process, I will have to learn or know the numbers. And so a part in taking that time to learn that math, I think was important, and I'm glad I did. Right. And
0: there is something about the discipline of learning math mm-hmm. that is also good for your brain. And I know Mm -hmm. this from my time with the Western New York STEM Hub. It's the process of learning math. And even if it's not going to be something that you're either using day to day or that you feel that you're connecting with, the fact that you Mm -hmm. are disciplining your brain to learn process and learn Mm -hmm. procedure with math and, you know, embracing that order of operations, because, yeah, it does mean something. But anyway, back to you, my friend, and the fact that. You've overcome some learning challenges. Oh, yes. You had employment challenges. You had home life challenges. Sure. And look at you now. You're bringing all this to not only your clinical Mm -hmm. practice with Mm -hmm. Spectrum Health, but the ideas that you're being cited for by winning this award. The way that you embrace diversity, the way that you bring that concept of belonging, which is the other piece of our our diversity Big committee piece. at work is that whole sense of belonging you yeah. found a way to belong in your own skin yeah and in our workplace mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. make that jump to where you were driving your bus you're going yeah. to school for your associates and then you made that jump to get a bachelor's to start practicing your your craft now
1: Melanie before you answer that we do need to take this last break before the third segment So let's hold that thought and we'll be back.
4: Therefore I tell you Do not be anxious about your life Therefore I tell you
1: We are back and uh, just want to mention this podcast is for informational purposes only should not be considered medical advice if you are in crisis, please call 988 immediately and if you want to schedule an appointment with Spectrum Health call 716-539-5500 that's 539-5500. Well, Mulaney, where we left off, you know, you are excited and proud as you should be—not in a, uh, certainly not in a big-headed way. I mean, you know more than anyone what you went through to get to where you are in life. You know the journey.
3: Let me tell you, I can see as, I, as we sit here and we go through my life's timeline, I really am inside, like, so proud of myself um, because I can see, as I say it to you, you, you hear the words, but the circumstances were so hard and they were so difficult and it was such a challenge um, to say, I am going to continue I want this, I want that, and not just say I want it, but literally jump the hurdles and walk through the paths to get to where I'm at. I went from driving a school bus to being this person who would be in McDonald's, standing in a line, talking to someone see a girl say hello she says hello by the time i recognize it she is in full blown tears we're hugging in the mcdonald's line i find myself in the grocery store having a conversation on aisle five talking to people and my daughter and she would say why everybody you meet, you talk to. Everywhere we go, you got to talk to somebody. That conversation traveled from my daughter to my husband, right? Recognizing that everywhere I went, I would connect with somebody. So I think back then that helped me recognize like who I am. Right back then it was like, well, maybe you could do a little more than just drive a school bus. Let's see what else. And so when I look at the dynamics of how my life has taken a full circle, um, I am pretty proud to be doing a podcast. I am pretty proud to be sitting at the table with the entities that I am. I am pretty proud to have a conversation and have a relationship with leadership and the CEOs of um, Spectrum and Buffalo City Mission and to be able to have relationships with resources such as um, when I'm talking about the Maple Street Clinic and talking about um, Restoration Society and having Connections with Jolly B, Johnny B. Wiley Center and being able to talk to the CEOs there. So I think um, when I look at my life, I recognize I have come from one place to the next. And it is, and I say this in such a humble way, it does feel like a success story. It does. I am very humble. Because though. it is. It is. Well, I'm really humble, though, because it is just my life. And it's just what I've overcome and where I've come but if I looked at it from the outside looking in yes
1: absolutely and yes. you're it's such a well-rounded story of hope and that's what this is all about you've given i think inspiration to everyone that is listening to this podcast inspiration to me inspiration to sherry I wish we could make the whole show about you uh. because there is so much that is, is hopeful that, that you offer. And, um, but we are, we are out of time for this segment. So, Sherry, you have something?
0: I do. In three sentences, three bits of hope for somebody who may be listening who might need to tap into what you've had to go through. Three bits of hope. What would you say to somebody who's maybe a single mom? struggling for making ends meet but also
3: struggling to find what that next dream is don't give up believe in yourself have a goal list a goal and work on making sure that that goal is obtained work at it if you fall short don't give up work at it it has to be something that we work on that's important
1: thank you both Mulaney, congratulations again,
3: and uh, we
1: will do this again next month. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Thank you both.
1: Remember, no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Never give up. You are so worth it. See you next time.
3: Thank you.
0: This has been Journey to Mental Health, presented by Spectrum Health and Human Services. If you need immediate help call Spectrum Health's 24-7 emergency line 716-710-5172. That's 716-710-5172. Until next time, never give up the fight. You are worth it.